Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda's in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me, season 26 for Amanda. This is day four of season 98. Our first question asks us for a culinary technique that results in crimped pastries or scored vegetables that shares a name with a baguette-like uh, French bread and a musical instrument. So as soon as I saw slashes and grooves on this and vegetables mm-hmm. and instrument, I thought mandolin. Because mm. isn't that like a type, isn't there a, a cutting thing that kind of produces sort of the wavy cut? Uh, it can, uh, yes, the, the or just slices. Okay. Or just too. slices, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was what I thought, and I didn't put too much more effort into it just because I don't know these things. <laughs> so I... I Okay, I'll go with mandolin. Yeah, this one um, kind of vexed me for a little while because uh, it's certainly something that I knew I should know. Um, I've done this technique uh, literally to pies and to pierogi, and um, I I wasn't really familiar with how it works out in terms of decorative marks on vegetables. Um, But I guess I thought, too... It sounds like they're talking about um, like the, the technique you might use to vent a pie crust where you cut holes in it and it might be decorative or it might just be, you know, a few different uh, little cuts to let out steam. Um, and then there's this piece of the question that, that talks about the crusty breadstick and the musical instrument. And in thinking about the shape of the breadstick as described, a long, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, baguette-like stick sounds, you know, to me that must be analogous to whatever the instrument is in question. So I thought, well, this could this be flute? Um, I, and I went through a couple other possibilities that didn't really um, seem to fit all of these different criteria that are sort of emerging in the question. Um, I thought about mandolin, and then I really couldn't think of other... Um, musical instrument things unless it was sort of an out-of-the-way one that I wasn't thinking of. You know, mm-hmm. I knew it wouldn't be clarinet or oboe or, you know, any of the other woodwinds that would kind of look like this mm-hmm. or piccolo, um, you know, knowing that those were not terms that I'd heard up uh, coming up in reference to this. And then I kind of circled back to, like, the technique of the pie crust um, in particular. Like, if I kind of focused it down to one that I was sure that I knew I'd heard about, which is the crimping of, of pastries or pie crusts in particular. Um, what I have heard of that is that crusts can be fluted. Like that is a thing that is done to them. Um, and so I think what was holding me up is um, thinking of flute as the word the question's going for, um, which is not how you hear it in the pastry crust. You it's not often that you're told to flute a pastry crust. Right. It's really that you crimp the pie crust and then that crust is fluted. Okay. So it's a little bit uh, roundabout in asking for sort of the verb form instead of the past tense verb form effectively that, that the musical instrument, you know, comes into play here, so to speak. Um, but once I kind of, kind of process that all together I thought 
probably this had to be flute. And that was correct. Right. <laughs> Question two asks us, essentially, what country had a coup in 1952? Gives us a few more details, but that was the main thing. Right, and notes uh, that this was the end of the reign of the last king of the country. Um, the person who led the coup has an Arabic-sounding name, and with all that together, the first country to come to mind was Egypt. Um, and I don't quite know why that is, other than probably I have read about this briefly in passing, and it, it kind of, you know, stuck just enough that it was 1952, or the fact that Egypt used to have kings, or I don't know what it was that kind of connected that all together for me. Um, but I, I try to think, you know, what other Arabic country could it be? I couldn't really think of others that, that really rang true as far as having previously had kings and then no longer having kings. Um, and so, you know, with, with that as my bare thread to hang my guess on, I put down Egypt. Good. Good logic. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I served briefly in the army in Egypt and I studied its history uh, to a certain extent while I was there, especially it's mm -hmm. more modern mm -hmm. history. Sure. Uh, I was you know, always vaguely interested in ancient Egyptian history because I was a nerd. Everybody um, was. Yeah. Was every nerd. Right. <laughs> but made more of a, a push to uh, you know, getting 20th century stuff in there, mm. knowing the political situation, knowing how they arrived at the political situation, et cetera, et cetera. So I knew immediately that Mohammed Naguib was one of the two main leaders of the coup that ejected King Farouk, the last king of Egypt. Okay. Uh, he only he, he was the president of Egypt, I want to say, maybe prime minister, possibly both. Um, kind of hazy back then. Uh, for like about a year before Nasser essentially threw him out as well and became the absolute leader of Egypt, uh, which he would be until Sadat, who would hold it until Mubarak, etc. So, yeah, this was Egypt. Uh, okay. there, like every every part of it uh, uh, rang to me. And I was kind of reading it and just thinking the whole, as soon as I saw a 1952 coup, I was thinking, oh, this might be Egypt. Naguib, yeah, okay, don't nerf it out, don't nerf it out. Eh, nerfed it a little. All right, good enough. I'll go with Egypt. <laughs> and that was the correct answer. Question three asks us, what airline is Eero Saarinen most closely associated with? So I knew that he built a terminal mm. for one of them that was like this futuristic thing. And it was like the you know, one of the last great uh, airports as jet set places and, you know, that the, the will be beautiful in and of themselves before everything fell apart. Um, and, and I knew that it was one of those, I'll say old timey airlines, uh, that isn't uh, defunct. It, it, it may be defunct. I'm, I, I didn't know whether it was defunct, but I, but I knew that it was not one of the major ones now. Ah. Like I knew it wasn't American or Delta. It's not Southwest or anything like that. So it was, you know, when you, when you think back on, okay, what were the big airlines of the sixties? It was one of the ones that was a big one, but maybe isn't anymore. It might still be in existence, but barely or just like only as kind of a label on somebody mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought Pan Am 
Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, yeah, that makes sense. The other one I could think of was Braniff, and I knew it wasn't that. <laughs> Braniff was always, I think Braniff was always kind of the low, uh, the low rent version of the other ones. And, um, and I just, I thought, well, okay, there are other ones that I could possibly think of. I, I, I might have thought of TWA. I was trying to think if there was, there was like a Continental for a while. I didn't oh, know whether yeah. that one was really also one of the big ones i just kept coming coming back to pan am and thinking yeah i think it, that fits all of my criteria for what i might know because i didn't know this so i'll go with pan am okay. yeah i had a similar if more vaguely defined uh line of thinking you know the the first airline that always comes to mind for me is delta because that's what the detroit you know hub is here mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, you know, it can't be that, that felt like my brain just kind of grasping for whatever it could think of first. Um, and so I thought, you know, this is again, like you said, back in the sixties, it, it seems like probably it's an, an airline that we don't, you know, hear as much about that. It's, I try to think like whose terminal could this be? Um, and just kind of noting like, Pan Am came to mind as a possibility and, you know, trying to look for some hint of a clue in the question, you know, I noticed that the person, you know, that, that Saarinen was described as Finnish born U S architect, which is a weird way to say a Finnish born American or a Finnish American. Hmm. And I thought, I don't think it's American airlines, but maybe it's pan American airlines. Sure. Sure. Um, that that's, you know, that this is Thorsten trying not to say American mm-hmm. in the clue. And maybe that's just so that people wouldn't eliminate those airlines out of hand and you don't want to make it, you know, yeah. sort of easier in that sense or confuse the issue in that sense. Um, but I just thought, you know, I don't really know what this is. And Pan Am sounded like a likely one because it sounds very sort of modernist and, um, you know, maybe this would be uh, matching up with Saarinen's vision. So I put down Pan Am. It was TWA. Ah, well. So, yeah. I have not thought about the existence of TWA for yeah. years and years. Yep. Question four asks us for a particle and gives us some details about it. Right. And that's... I'm and not going to read them. No, nor should you, because um, there's really only one that matters, which is that it's negatively charged. Mm. I think there's only one particle in the universe that is negatively charged, which is an electron. Uh, common, common particle, yes. Well, okay. There are there are other there there is a negative version of a proton that is I believe, fairly okay. rare in Anti-proton, our sure. area of the mm. the the universe and or generally. Okay. I can allow that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I did try to read through all the details of this with all the long figures and their ridiculous exponents and um, thought this sounded like a very, very teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny particle. Um, so along with the negative charge, which, you know, I felt like was more of a giveaway, um, I thought that this was probably uh, the electron... I would, you know, if it had occurred to me to think of antiproton or anything like that, um, I don't know if that is also considered a lepton, for that matter. Um, but anyway, 
I just kind of relied on that negative charge card and put electron. Yeah, I kind of went the same way. Uh, I was sort of under the impression that electrons were massless. Mm. Um, so I tried talking myself out of electron for a long time. Oh. Um, but just the fact that it had the negative charge. And I, mm -hmm. I was trying to think, well, do other charges, do other particles besides the proton, neutron, and electron have charges? Uh, and I know the neutron is neutral and therefore doesn't um, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. such. But, but like, does the photon have a charge? Does the boson, the Higgs boson have a charge? I don't know these things, but mm -hmm. I, I figured that with no other information that, yeah, the, the fact that it had the, a relatively strong uh, negative charge compared to its mass mm. uh, told me that, yeah, this is probably something that's notable for its charge and therefore is probably the electron. Sure. And that was the correct answer. Yeah. Maybe that parenthetical just about being common terminology, you know. I'm, I'm much likelier mm. to talk about electrons than antiprotons or Higgs bosons, I suppose. So, yeah. Um, Reasonable. I guess that, you know, Thorsten wants you to get it, mm -hmm. and, and so we did. Yep. Uh, question five asks us for a uh, equestrian discipline. It's got to be dressage, right? Yeah. That's like the only one. I, <laughs> I know there's I know there's, there's dressage, and then there's, is, uh, is steeplechase a, yes, a, actu steeplechase. an actual equine? Because I know it's also yeah. a it's also a, a humans running event, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just as soon as it, it and it goes into like obedience skills, and I thought, mm -hmm, oh, that's mm -hmm. the fancy one. That's not the, the like the horse racing one. That's the horse like dancing and prancing yes. around yes. and yeah, moving precisely. And I just thought this has got to be dressage. So mm -hmm. I, I, but I, I kind of as soon as I saw a formal equestrian discipline, I thought, <laughs> oh, this is going to be about dressage, and I just kept reading and thought. Okay, yeah, I, there's nothing here that's uh, that's flagging me away from that. So mm -hmm. I'll go with dressage. Yeah, I mean, there's, as far as I know, I don't know all, a lot about this. Much of what I know is um, just sort of uh, by osmosis from my sister, who used to mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, do horse shows and things. And, um, and so I know there's dressage, which sounded very much like this so that was my top choice i didn't really try to think of other things but there's steeplechase there's show jumping there's you know a few other events probably that i don't you know know the technical differences between them that well um but steeplechase is a race and if i had bothered to think this through much further and show jumping would i would think would have to refer to jumping in some way um, if that was, if it was going to be, um, the event that's referred to in the question. So this sounded very much like what, uh, my sister has described to me is what, dis what dressage is. Um, and so I really didn't, I really didn't explicitly consider other options than that. I put mm -hmm. down dressage as well. Sure. And that's what it was. Question six asks us about whom was written Oh, Captain, my Captain. Specifically, their death. Abraham Lincoln. I just, this is kind of a Pavlov trivia <laughs> question for me. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, as as one of the acolytes of uh, Muffy Morocco's Mighty Bublor uh, test prep gods, um, you know, she, I, 
she's a huge Lincoln fan. Mm, okay. And uh, knows just everything about Lincoln. I'm sure this is uh, right up her alley. Um, but it's something that I learned in passing. I don't know where. Um, probably back in high school, actually. I think we probably talked enough about Whitman and the, the association with Lincoln with this poem that um, I either uh, read it for high school or at that age I was trying to be more into poetry um, just because that seemed intellectual and interesting. Um, to, rather, to be someone who is into poetry seemed interesting. Like right. I wanted to be that Fair. kind of interesting person Fair. more than I naturally gravitated to poetry, but I did have leaves of grass and I did, you know, uh, read some amount of, of different things like that. Um, and I think that's the era at least in which I encountered, um, Oh, captain, my captain and learned that it was about Lincoln specifically. So okay. that's what I put down. Reasonable. Uh, I, I think I might have first learned this uh, due to the movie Dead Poets Society. Ah, that was mm-hmm. a, oh, Captain, my Captain was it was a plot point. That's right. And I believe that the the students were told by Robin Williams that it was about Lincoln. Mm. Um, but either way, I think I, I think everything I've ever learned about that particular poem was in connection with that movie. Makes sense. So. I don't think I ever studied it in school. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is from Dead Poets Society. I think it was about Lincoln. And that was the correct answer. And maybe that also influenced my learning of it. Because that was in basically in our high school-ish era, was it not? Uh, yeah, I want to say it was like 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's, that's probably another place that I mm-hmm. either picked it up or got it reinforced. Or, sure. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. So I end up with five on the day. Uh, I'm hoping to eke a non-loss out of five out of six. Mm. Um, I managed to get a tie out of a nine-five my first day, (laughs) Um, but have not done anything since then. Well, here's hoping. Yep. Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. You can follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag with all the vowels. And remember, if you want a Blue Sky invite, uh, drop us a line on the Learned League message thing. Private message. A private message on the private board. Message. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. I, I have uh, several. All right. To then. Give away. So. I don't know if I do or not. Uh, but anyway. Probably. But you do. And so also, who cares? don't forfeit. Don't cheat.